Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. No one will even notice that two-second delay. No, I gave them a chance to sort of get excited for this fabulous show. That's right. It's been a weekend. We've been away for a whole three days. Right. I like to build up the suspense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, starting with things from the Disney Parks blog, they have a feature on do-it-yourself holiday-inspired crafts. That's right. There are some holiday-inspired crafts. Uh, a Princess Tiana wreath made by Nineka Mosley, who is known on social media as One Handy Mama. Uh, and then another one was gingerbread Mickey ornaments, which are cute because they're stuffed. Uh, they're felt, they're material, uh, but they look like they are gingerbread Mickey's. Uh, and this was made by Leslie Brignac, also known as the Mini Van Mom. The um, felt gingerbread men? Yes, adorable. They are really cute. They look like a perfect setup for a Pinterest fail. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't, because the stitching, you have to like stitch along the edges so that it looks like icing. Mm-hmm. That would not go well. No, not for you. Not for me. And I'm, I'm semi-crafty, but no. I am semi-crappy. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Saturday was National Gingerbread Day, speaking of these uh, gingerbread was. men. And? Well, uh, Disney celebrated National Gingerbread Day by posting a recipe for gingerbread cream cheese muffins. Uh, and these muffins are sold uh, at the Isle of Java and Harambe Fruit Market at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Oh, they're actually going to be sold there. So they are coming. Um, and if you like gingerbread and cream cheese, these muffins are right up your alley. I know you said you had no interest. I like cream cheese, but I don't like things with like that cream cheese swirl baked into them. Mm-hmm. I always find it a little weird. All right. Um, there's going to be some more dining options opening at the Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. That's super exciting. There are. So over at Hollywood Studios, beginning November 25th, which is this coming week, um, uh, Andy's backyard is going to get a little more crowded because Woody's lunchbox is going to reopen. Oh, that hasn't been open. That has not been open. Okay. So that does not leave a lot of, uh, well, that's the only dining option right now. They are building the barbecue restaurant, but that, uh, that will open at some point, hopefully in 2021. So it's the only option in Toy Story Land. Only option in Toy Story Land. That is a quick service location that sells classic American, uh, fare and old fashioned soda floats. Okay. So you can also get your Pop-Tarts and uh, the, the... Well, their version of Pop-Tarts, yeah. yeah. And what are they? The taters, the barrels. Yeah, they do like the, the tater oh, top breakfast. Wasn't they that also a... do the tachos, yeah. They do a tater-based breakfast. Yeah. Okay. So good food there. And then over in the Magic Kingdom on December 13th, the Crystal Palace is going to be reopening. Woo! Uh, however, there will be no characters. Okay. It will I be... don't care. I would... if I know, obviously, the buffet can't come back. But if it were the breakfast buffet... If they would charge me like $5 less, I would just go without the characters. I don't even care about the characters. Actually, I might go without the characters even if they didn't charge me $5 less. Okay. Um, They will open without the characters. Um, It will no longer be a buffet, at least for the time being. Right. Um, They will be moving to a family-style dining experience with individual plated entrees, including crispy fried chicken with honey pot drizzle, fire-roasted prime rib of beef, fried cauliflower, and more. Um, and then on December 17th, the Tomorrowland Terrace is going to reopen, uh, and they're going to have a quick service menu. And what is the first thing you think of when you think of Tomorrowland? Um, I don't know. Do they have like orb shaped chicken nuggets or something? That's right. Seafood. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
uh, Tomorrowland Terrace is going to be taking over a modified version of the Columbia Harbor House menu. Well, I mean, that's good because the menu at Columbia Harbor House is great. Right. Um, but I think Tomorrowland Terrace is better in the sense that they have all the outdoor seating. Well, my favorite part of Tomorrowland Terrace is when they used to have the uh, they used to have the rice bowls there. Mm. But they're going to have a trio platter of shrimp, fish, and chicken breast nuggets along with hush puppies, a chicken and shrimp platter, a chicken and fish platter, and a fish and shrimp platter. Um, and then under entrees, they're going to have a lobster roll, a fried fish platter, chicken breast nugget platter, and a shrimp platter. So it looks like uh, if you want chicken nuggets, fried fish, lobster, or shrimp, Tomorrowland Terrace is the place to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I see us going there just because I, I love, oh, I'm not going to the Magic Kingdom. Well, and I guess I don't. Op- and they won't be open by the time we get there. Oh, well, so much for that. But I would see myself going there because the Columbia Harbor House has my probably my favorite food in the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really where we always end up. Right. Uh, I see why they're doing the Tomorrowland Terrace um, because you just you have that semi-outdoor dining space. Right. So there's Covered. a lot more airflow, yeah. and uh, I think that's a good idea and a good way to go. Yep. And then um, – I, I, we did mention that the uh, Crystal Palace is opening up, and a look at their menu. Uh, we mentioned the roast beef. We mentioned the uh, chicken, but they're also going to have a baked chicken leg, uh, southern fried cauliflower, a brown sugar glazed bone in pork chop, and blackened catfish and shrimp. So the only disappointing thing about that story in the Magic Kingdom is I don't think they're going to be open for breakfast. It does not sound that way. These are lunch and dinner menus, and the breakfast is my favorite meal there. They do those, um, I don't know, fried French toast type things. They're mm-hmm. like little, I don't know, they're almost like fritters. Right. With the cinnamon sugar on them. They are to die for. And you can't get them anywhere else. But, you know, with with a lot of these parks opening later. Uh, right. You know, you don't need breakfast. Even Although though the, the Magic, Magic Kingdom, Kingdom is opening at 9. That's, our, that's always been their yeah. opening time. So... So that doesn't really change anything. Maybe that maybe my theory doesn't hold any water. But I mean, to have to switch out the foods. So if they do lunch and dinner, they can offer the same exact food at lunch and dinner. Right. Which means you don't have to do as much to the kitchen. Right. Breakfast would only be offered until maybe eleven, which is just two hours. So I understand why they're not doing it. Yeah, bring some Pop Tarts with you. <laughs> yeah. Cold Pop Tarts, nothing like it. Um <clears throat> At Disney Springs, they've got some new discounts coming. That's right. Disney Springs is gearing up for shopping during Thanksgiving week. And at uh, several of the Disney retail stores from November 23rd through December 7th, there will be some special discounts. Um, And annual pass holders will actually be able to stack a discount on top of these discounts. Uh, At Disney's Days of Christmas and World of Disney, a 25% off select holiday tote with any purchase. Goofy's Candy Company, one complimentary collect consumable with the purchase of one select consumable. Uh, Marketplace Co-op, 25% off Lounge Fly Unicorn Backpack. Once Upon a Toy, 25% off Classic Disney Princess Dolls. Star Wars Galactic Outpost, 29% off the Talking Yoda. And then on November 24th, there will be two additional offers joining the list. Uh, Disney Style... Uh, receive one complimentary Loungefly pastel wristlet with the purchase of one Loungefly pastel backpack. And at the Ever Offered, uh, Ever After Jewelry Company, one complimentary Loungefly mini bow wristlet with the purchase of one Loungefly mini bow backpack. Okie dokie. Yeah. And that goes till when? So uh, that goes from uh, November 23rd through December 7th. That is at just the specific Disney stores. And then there are, are a whole line of discounts. Um, at the Coach Store, the Coca-Cola Store, Columbia right. Sports, where Lily Pulitzer, 
So you can check that out on uh, the Disney Parks blog. And they also mention that if you want to take a snack while you're shopping, the 4R Cantina Barbacoa Food Truck is returning. Uh, and on beginning November 27th, you enjoy complimentary queso and chips with any entree. Very nice. So I may stop by there just for the uh, the chips and queso. Well, we have to purchase the entree. You can't just get the chips and well, queso. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, <laughs> steal, uh, we'll steal the chips and queso from somebody. Okay, sounds good. Yep. Knock it out of their hands. That's right. Um, Hong Kong Disney is debuting their new castle uh, called the Castle of Magic Dreams. That's right. When they opened originally, they had a version of Cinderella's Castle. And uh, after three years of work, they are debuting their modified castle, which uh, harkens back to uh, 13 Disney princesses. So if you look at the pictures, it is a conglomeration of various architectural styles. Mm -hmm. Um, There's essentially a turret for each each princess. um, And it is in whatever, you know, architectural style the the princess. uh, From where the princess is from. From from their land. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Anna and Elsa. So these are these are the specific spires. There's one for Anna and Elsa, Ariel, uh, Aurora, Belle. Cinderella. Definitely Jasmine. I saw it in there. Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merida. Moana. Mulan. Pocahontas. Rapunzel. Snow White. Tiana. And that is it. Now, it sounds like it would just be an ugly hodgepodge because you're adding all kinds of architecture to one building and it just seems like it would be terrible. It's not. It is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They did a beautiful job with it. They did. And as you enter through the breezeway, Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether, who are also known as uh, Aurora's godmothers, cast magic across everyone uh, with some pixie dust. And there are 9,000 points of dancing light inside when you go in. And then there is a beautiful stained glass window, which draws together a representation, symbolic representation of all 13 princesses. Yeah, there's a circle for each princess. It's beautiful. It is. I'd love to get to Hong Kong. I know. To check this out. Seems like they do things right in Hong Kong. Yep. Um, The Park Hopper is returning to Disney World in 2021. Uh, That's exciting, but seems challenging. This is big news. Yeah, it Uh, is. Because people, you know, as much as people want to be in Disney, a lot of people are upset that they can only visit one park per day. I Um, have heard said by people that they will not return to Disney until the Park Hopper is back. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, me, I just want to get there. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if there's hopping or no hopping. I exactly. Just, I just want to walk down Main Street, listen to the music, smell the popcorn, you know, hear the people. Um, but as Cheryl mentioned, the uh, Park Hopper option is back starting January 1st of 2021. You will be able to visit more than one park per day. However, they are modifying uh, the process. You are still going to need to make a Disney Park reservation for your first park of the day. And you must enter that first park prior to visiting another park. Um, You will not have to make a park reservation after that first park, but you will have to wait until 2 p.m. to hop to your next park. All right. Which makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you know, it's going to be based on availability. So if Epcot has a maximum capacity of 20,000 people and you go to the gates and they're at 20,000 people... Mm-hmm. you're not getting in. Uh, yeah, and I don't know where you're really going to run into this so much. You may get shut out of Epcot for the app for an afternoon, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, I don't think, right now the most popular park is Hollywood Studios, but I don't think anyone's going to get shut out of Hollywood Studios because you can't get it until 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing with Hollywood Studios is Rise of the Resistance. And the last um, 
boarding groups are distributed at two o'clock from within the park. There's an update on that when we get to Hollywood oh. Studios. Okay. No, not on the not on the ride reservation system, okay. but on on hoppers in mm-hmm. the Hollywood Studios. Okay. So the new steps are. Uh, step one, make your park reservation. You need to do this as soon as you buy your tickets. If you're planning to go to Disney in October of next year and you book your package now, you book your park reservation now. I know it's a little right. crazy to have to book your reservations. You can move them. 11, well, provided there's availability, but mm-hmm. you want to get your park reservations done. Um, and then that two o'clock time may change based on park, based on date. So right now, Disney has kind of put out this blanket statement that you can't park hop until after 2 p.m. That may be subject to change. So as you get closer to your trip dates, you're going to want to check that out. Step three is you have to visit your first park. Right. And you've got to stay there and, you know, you've got to check in there. It doesn't matter if you go in there for five minutes. You have to have your ticket scanned at park one. Uh, And then you can visit another park. Uh, once again, subject to availability, and, and that availability is based on the park's capacity limitations. So that is great news. Um, yeah, very, very exciting. Exciting for other people. We don't park hop. Oh, you don't. I do. Well. And if you don't, I don't, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's how it works. Uh, park hopping is amazing, but I won't pay for the, for the feature. I would pay a small amount for the feature, but it's very expensive to add two tickets. It can be, depending upon the length of your trip. Now, right. as I've always said, if you're a first-time visitor to Disney, it doesn't really make sense to park hop. Right. If you're a return visitor, uh, you know, you go a couple times a year, you know, maybe you just want to run into the Magic Kingdom to ride uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And yeah. then you want to spend the rest of your evening over at Epcot because you want to stroll it's the world. Just the that countries. the price you're paying for that you know, just to pop in somewhere is very expensive. And it's not so bad if you are staying for 10 days. You know, the add-on percentage-wise for um, park hopping isn't that bad. But if you're only there for two days and you want to be able to park hop so that you can fit in all four parks in two days because you do go often, it's a a big upgrade expense-wise. All right. So um, next story uh, in Walt Disney World, the park hours were announced through February 6th. Yeah, That's how, kind how, of the story in and of itself. It is. How uh, how interesting. We had nothing related to California today, so we jumped right to Florida. Did I miss something? No, no. We just had, there was no California news. Yeah, I mean, what is there to say? Really? Uh, Buena Vista Street's open. Right. People are shopping. Right. Newsom's an idiot. That yeah. Is <laughs> uh, so, right. Uh, Disney has now updated their park release hours, uh, released their park hours through February 6th. Uh, you know, once again, Magic Kingdom, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., Epcot, 11 to 7, Hollywood Studios, 10 to 7, and Animal Kingdom, 9 to 5. Uh, depending upon when you're going, these seem to be changing. I mean, ours were, were going December, what, 5th through the 8th? Right. And the hours that we had were those same hours that you just mentioned. And now looking in on it, um, they're extended. A right. Bit. Like all of a sudden, Epcot's open until 10 p.m. Yeah. Like open till 10 p.m. Right. Why now? Um, so yeah, so as you get closer to your dates, uh, double check because they do change uh, depending upon, I think, um, the expected attendance. Right. Yeah. Or if you have it booked through a travel agent, your travel agent should update you. Anybody know a good travel agent? I do. I know a travel agent who just saved one of his clients over $1,000 on their trip. Excuse me, that was $1,792. Yes, yes, just by checking on another promotion. So. Yeah. Um, always book through a travel agent. Exactly. Okay. Um, in the Magic Kingdom, the um, Bonjour Village Gifts has reopened. Yes, I know I skipped the story. We'll go back to that. Okay. <laughs> 
All right. Bonjour Village Gifts, which is in the new fantasy land. I can't believe that anyone still refers to it as the new fantasy land. I know, land right? Since, it's been a while. Since it's been there like six years already. Um, but they have reopened. Uh, they now have Christmas merchandise. And they are also uh, respecting social distancing. Um, they have a large queue outside. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go back and do a little shopping. Yeah. They do have directional arrows uh, directing you in and out of the store. It's kind of a little crazy with all of this, you know, like must stand here, must stand because here. Because it's small. But, yeah. These, You know, these shops that are so small, you can really only have, you know, if you're a group of two or three people, they only have two or three parties in the store at a time. Right. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, and they have an adorable gingerbread baseball cap. Uh, it's a baseball cap. You don't think it's cute? I think it's very cute. I think it's a little creepy. Okay. I mean, it might be cute on like a three-year-old. Oh, well, then I won't buy it. <laughs> So if you're trying to get over to Bonjour Village Gifts yes. to see that um, interesting hat, and you're staying at the Grand Floridian, you don't have to take the monorail anymore because finally the walkway from the Magic Kingdom to the Grand Floridian is open. Yes, finally. Yay. A construction update. Another Woo. another completed construction project. Um, we've been talking about this for, what, seven months now? Before like COVID. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. Um, and it's finally open. Um, you can <coughs> now walk directly from the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom. You kind of come in alongside the monorail station. They've also added a new boat launch over there. Uh, so they reconfigured the the boat, the friendship boat uh, location for Grand Floridian. And I believe the Polynesian will come into that new dock. Uh, and uh, it it's a nice path. This bridge is movable. It needs to be movable because this is also where the water pageant floats come through mm-hmm. in the evening. Okay. And... Um, I'm, I'm excited. You, you can now feasibly uh, walk from the Ticket Transportation Center to the Polynesian, Polynesian to the Grand Floridian, and Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I would be excited if they, you know, had a loop so that you could then go from the Contemporary to the Ticket Transportation Center. That's a little tougher because of the way the, that road is set up. You've got that little dip that goes underneath Bay Lake. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, you're, you're 90% of the way around that loop there. Any walking paths that they can add that help you get from one place to another are great and hugely necessary in my opinion, especially things right now where maybe everybody doesn't want to be on this transportation with a bunch of other people. If you're willing to walk, it's really nice to have a place to walk. You can't, there's a lot of resorts that might be close to something, like uh, Coronado Springs, I believe, is very close to Typhoon Lagoon. Mm-hmm. You, can't you can't walk, walk there. there. No. No, you've got to get on a bus or you've got to take a, a um, your, your own car to get there. Right. And it's not far. So I think all of these resorts and attractions could stand to be linked through walkways. Right. Yeah. I think it would be, it's very beneficial. Right. Now, that being said, it is one mile from the Ticket and Transportation Center to the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, boat or monorail takes you the same amount of time to get over there. Walking is going to be a different story. Um, I've, I've heard that it takes approximately 20 minutes to go from the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom entrance. To me, that seems of like a very slow stroll. Um, but I, I think it would probably take you at least a good 35 minutes to go from the Ticket and Transportation Center to the Magic Kingdom entrance. Yeah. The thing is, when you get out of the Magic Kingdom at the end of a night. Right. And it's just a mob scene. Having to wait for um, any of the transportation, whether it's a bus or whether it's a monorail or whether it's a boat, 
you know, the ferry, you are waiting forever in a ton of people. And it's, especially if you don't like crowds, you know, having to be jammed in there. And now with COVID, like trying to stay distant, it's not a good time. And for me, I would rather start hoofing it over if I was staying at the Grand Floridian, I'd rather just walk. I don't care if it's 20 minutes. I don't care if it's half an hour. I've been walking all day anyway. What's the difference? It's a good way to walk off that Mickey bar. And also if you have strollers and things, it's just easier to not have to, you know, load them on a boat or a bus or a monorail. So yeah, I love, obviously I love the idea of walking paths. Um, so D23 just had their Fantastic Worlds uh, Celebration Epcot panel, um, and they talked about a few updates for Epcot. That's right. Once again, it was uh, the face of Imagineering, Zach Ridley, uh, and Melissa Valaket, who is the vice president of Epcot, and they shared some details with Epcot. First off, uh, the entranceway is getting a, a, a new look. We mentioned a few weeks ago that all of the ticket booths have gotten a fresh coat of paint and a new rainbow color palette. Uh, that's exciting. Um, the Leave a Legacy monolith. I was going to say, are they going to put up new Leave a Legacy? Well, the ones that were removed Monuments? Yeah. Uh, from inside the park, are they? the plan was to reinstall them just outside the park's entrance. That mm-hmm. is on track. Um, there's no uh, uh, word on when that's going to be installed, but they are coming back. So if you paid the money to have your legacy uh, captured right. in that tile... It is coming back, but it will be outside the park proper. Now, all the ones that were there were all inside, right? Correct. They didn't have any outside no. at any point. So Correct. they're moving everything Everything to is going to be outside. Okay. Um, and then the uh, new fountain pylons that are now, that replace the, 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 the legacy monoliths, um, they are going to be getting a new lighting package with custom programming. So these are crystal fountain uh uh, crystal fountain pylons. So there, okay. there's going to be some kind of lighting uh, around that. Um, and that's pretty much it for the entrance. Uh, they are going to, let's see, they, they talked about France. Uh, they're considering the new section, the new plaza where Remy's uh, attraction was built, almost a mini land uh, within Epcot. Um, this new, tra- the trackless ride system, they're planning on debuting it in 2021. Uh, they will also be opening a new counter-slash-table-service hybrid restaurant called Le Creperie de Paris. That will also be opening in 2021. Uh, the area outside of the Ratatouille ride itself is uh, based on the Paris, uh, Remy's Paris. So it's based on the Paris of the movie. Okay. So they say that the lines are kind of just off a little bit, that things are a little bit askew mm-hmm. because it kind of resembles the animation right. versus a real life mm-hmm. uh, Paris. That makes sense. Uh, so that was the news there. They're also putting in the fountain. Um, it's going to have a bunch of rats holding champagne bottles <laughs> and then the little chef will be atop the, uh, atop the fountain. This so is this a- is the second rat fountain in Disney World. Uh, to join the Muppet one? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's not, that's not all rats. This one's all rats. Oh. And then the other big update was over at Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Cosmic Rewind. They reached a milestone. It is called the push-pull event, uh, and that is when they actually loaded the ride vehicles onto and off of the track itself. Cool. Uh, so the next step will probably be ride testing, ride testing with weights, um, and then, uh, you know, ride testing with, with people. So right. that is coming along swimmingly. And the last bit of news out of the Epcot panel, uh, we've heard about Harmonious, uh, which is going to be yes. the new nighttime spectacular taking place in the lagoon there. Um, 
of course, just like with Phantasmic, there are barges involved with this. Well, they have created some water barges that have effects going on. <coughs> Excuse me. And what they're going to be doing is moving these bar instead of moving the barges in and out every night for the performance, the barges are essentially going to stay in the middle of the lake and they're going to create a fountain during oh, the nice. daytime. Nice. So you'll have a fountain. Um, I don't know that it's going to be a dancing fountain, like the fountain that they took out at the backside of Spaceship Earth. Um, but we will have a fountain uh, element now inside uh, the lake there. So I think that that's awesome. And it's nice to have these things that don't have to, you know, be put away and brought out every time. Right. Um, and there's another place where they have stationary um, water, I won't call them features, but for a show. Um, and that's, is it World of Color or Fantasmic that they do in... Um, It'd be World of Color in California Adventure. In California Adventure, yes. yeah. So when you go on the like Ferris wheel there, the Ferris wheel of death, um, you look down over that, and and it's just this huge. I don't even know what to call it. It's there's there's places where water will shoot out of. There's places where lights will come out of. But it's just all just sitting there in the middle of their lake, and it looks like crap. Right. Um. It's not covered by water. No. It's so it's really ugly. Um, so the fact that they're basically doing the same thing in Epcot, but managing to make it look nice during the day is um, is a feat. And I think that's, it is. that's a nice thing. Yes. We don't need that ugliness. No, we don't. All right. Um, is that it for, no. That's it for Epcot. That's it for Epcot? Yep. Okay. Um, in Animal Kingdom, over at the Safari Ride, there's a change to their uh, little spiel that you get while you're waiting in line. That's right, the pre-show video with uh, Warden Wilson Matua. Oh. It's gone. Oh, no. Yeah, I loved listening to Wilson Matua. I know, me too. He was uh, flying above us in Symbol 1. Right. Yeah. Um, so that has been there pretty much since the park opened. Um, over the years, if you've, if you've been to Animal Kingdom, you know that the safari started out kind of with an adventure. Uh, at the end of the ride, there would be a slow speed chase to save Big Red and her baby. Yep. What was her baby's name? Little Red. Little Red, exactly, from the poachers. Yep. Uh, and that is still, uh, th- that was a major storyline with the pre-show was uh, Warden Matua talking about, uh, you know, poaching and how it affects the the wildlife preserve. The, and and now they finally uh, replaced that and they have a, just a, a new spiel going on about how to safely load your vehicle during times of, of uh, social distancing. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, we have some, let's, oh, we're going to talk a little bit more about Hollywood Studios and how the park hopping is going to affect it. That's right. We mentioned earlier that park hopping would begin in 2021 and that uh, you wouldn't be able to get into another park until two o'clock. Um, if you are park hopping over to Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. and you go in at two o'clock, mm-hmm. you will not be able to ride Rise of the Resistance. Right. Rise of the Resistance tickets, uh, Rise of the Resistance boarding passes are only going to be available to people who had their original Park Pass reservation in Hollywood Studios for that day. I think that makes sense on so many levels. Um, just really for ease of programming. Right. That's how they're going to link, you know, who can who can get these tickets is yep. that it's just going to be, you know, whoever has a ticket for that day. How are you supposed to know who's going to be there later and verify that? And yeah, obviously makes a lot of sense. It does. Okay. Um, and then we have some news on Park to Park transportation. 
That's right. Right now, uh, there is no park-to-park transportation. But that all changes on January 1st with the return of the park hopping option. Right. So as of January 1st, uh, you will be able to go from the Magic Kingdom to Hollywood Studios, from Hollywood Studios to Epcot. You know, whatever park you want to go to, your bus transportation will return. Okay. And that's good because they'll be able to recall additional bus drivers. Right. Yeah, that's true. And then for things like, it's it's helpful also, even if you're not park hopping, if you're staying someplace like that's on the uh, monorail line, and not, I'm sorry, on the Skyliner line, mm-hmm. you know, if you're at Pop Century and you want to go to, well, let's see, you can get there from, you can get there to Epcot. So let's say you want to go to the Magic Kingdom. Right. Um, you could, instead of waiting for a Magic Kingdom bus, take the Skyliner over to Hollywood Studios and then take the, the bus from one you place could. to another. Right. So depending upon what lines are like or, you know. Whatever. Right. So uh, bus transportation will begin operating from park to park one half hour before the time, the allocated time for park hopping. Okay, good. Uh, what else have we got here? Think- now, this is going to be another long show. This one's for Poppy because he enjoys the long shows. It finishes his walk. Good. Um, there's some updates on Thanksgiving restaurants. Yep, Thanksgiving meals. Let's see. Epcot Garden Grill is going to have um, a Thanksgiving meal. Uh, they are going to offer uh, turkey, gravy, herb and leek stuffing, creamy mashed potatoes. That restaurant is in the Land Pavilion. Uh, the Liberty Tree Tavern. Uh, their Thanksgiving meal is offered all year round. It is the Patriot Platter, which in, includes roasted turkey breast, pot roast and oven roasted pork, mashed potatoes, seasoned vegetable, herb stuffing, and house-made macaroni and cheese. Um, Minnie's Holiday Dine at Hollywood and Vine is going to have a Thanksgiving meal. They are going to offer, uh, let's see, uh, a turkey meal. Looks like it's got some chutney, mashed potatoes, green beans, and stuffing. No no word on the details there. Uh, Chef, Art, Chef Art Smith's Homecoming will have a Thanksgiving meal consisted of smoked turkey, cornbread stuffing, mashed taters, biscuit, and a vegetable option with a special dessert. Maria, Maria and Enzo's Ristorante and Enzo's Hideaway will have an authentic rustic Italian twist on Thanksgiving. It will be a roasted turkey breast with pancetta, polenta stuffing with mascarpone cream, cranberry squash caponata, and green beans. The Edison is a prefix menu with roasted oven-roasted turkey, mashed potatoes and gravy, house-made stuffing, brown sugar honey, glazed baby carrots, and cranberry chutney. Raglan Road will have a butter and herb roast turkey, roast garlic, mashed potatoes, duck fat roasties, honey-glazed carrots, bacon-braised Brussels sprouts, sausage meat and walnut stuffing, red wine jus, and cranberry sauce. Terralina Crafted Italian will offer a roast turkey with apple pancetta stuffing, Yukon gold mash, sautéed green beans, and rosemary and sage gravy. And Deluxe Burger will have the holiday turkey burger on the menu. Uh, The burger is covered in bacon, cranberry jam, butternut squash, risotto cake, lettuce, and tomato. Um, Over at the Whispering Canyon... They will offer a cornucopia of food. Their exact menu has not yet been released. At Captain Cook's, guests can get an oven-roasted turkey, mashed potatoes with gravy, stuffing, green bean casserole, and cranberry sauce, along with seasonal pie. Everything Pop will offer roast turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, cornbread, stuffing, green beans, and cranberry sauce, and a dinner roll. Landscape of Flavors at Art of Animation will offer the same meal as at Everything Pop. Okay, I should have not just not included that. <laughs> and then at the Artist Palette at Disney Saratoga Springs, uh, roasted turkey, mashed potatoes and gravy, cornbread stuffing, cranberry sauce, and green beans. 
Uh, that meal will only be available on Thanksgiving Day. And lastly, at the Beach Club Marketplace at Disney's Beach Club Resort, guests will be offered slow-roasted turkey, mashed potatoes with house-made gravy, stuffing, seasonal vegetables, and cornbread. All right. So if you're going to be there on Thanksgiving... There's uh, lots of options. Yeah, lots of food options for That's you. That's good. Um, depending upon what resort you're at, you'll see some different decorations that are up for the holidays, the Christmas holidays. Um, we went over a few of them already, but there's a few more. Yeah. So the Yacht and Beach Club have their decorations up, very nautical themed. Yes, nautical, nautical, but not sea based. So like, uh, what was it? Old Key West that Old had Key the West. that had like starfish on it. Right. Starfish is, and conch shells and. Yeah, this is a little more tasteful with like little um, ornaments with yachts on them and. Um, Wooden sailing ships. Yeah, and the colors they're they're going with uh, like blue gold and silver and white lights so, so kind it's pretty. of kind of classy uh at the boardwalk boardwalk resort they've got all of their garland hung a very small tree yeah, is that their only tree uh, i don't believe so it's it's tiny uh they've got it actually they have two trees in their lobby yeah they're just like like accent trees but they're oh, normal that's like one. they're that's a big one eight big or nine ish. foot trees they're not gigantic two-story trees no uh, although i guess eight or nine foot trees are kind of yeah, no, it's pretty though. Story. Um, you know, tasteful. It, I just, everything goes back to uh, how does Old Key West look? <laughs> it looks much better than Old Key West. Yeah. Uh, Art of Animation, however. Oh, that one's pretty. Oh, you like that? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, what, a white Christmas tree? It's like a silver Christmas tree. It's very 60s. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the um, metallic silver or white Christmas tree. Right. And then it's got just all different color, you know, baubles and and various decorations and they do have sketches uh, of various characters As in there among with the ornaments right yeah. so that looks nice mm-hmm. um i would expect more of that 60s style tree over at pop century than i would at art of animation i think they also have one there yeah. like that and then uh where are we here at caribbean West. beach oh sorry um what's there yeah they, they went with the smaller they're doing the less is more um they're doing more like sprays and smaller trees Mm-hmm. Um, not a huge tree. So with yeah, like, again, that's like a six, maybe a six foot, fairly thin right. tree. And they have those trees with the bay in, in their window bays. Mm-hmm. So there are multiple trees. They're just smaller. Right. So yeah, uh, if you're down there, you know, the holidays are in full effect. Yeah. Uh, every resort is decorated. Yep. You know, we were talking about a few of them, but they're all decorated. Right. All right. Um, Let's move on to entertainment news. What's going on? All right. Well, uh, the big news is uh, we mentioned last week that James Gunn had completed the script for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. They should begin filming in 2021. But the big news is that beginning in July in Atlanta, they are going to begin filming the Black Panther sequel. Okay. Uh, There is no word on how they're going to handle the death of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Uh, we don't know if Shuri is going to take over as the Black Panther. We don't know if they're going to have another actor replace Chadwick Boseman so as T'Challa. I have, I have a question for you. Yes. In your comic book geekiness. Yes. Um, in stories of Black Panther in the comic books, is it like some other characters where there's different versions like over the years that different people like, you know, different different people step up to be the Black Panther? Well, I mean, we saw that in the movies. Right. That whoever the leader of Wakanda is, is the Black Panther. Right. So you could do that in the movie by getting a new leader of Wakanda. Now, right. The the royal lineage is by bloodline. So if, if T'Challa dies, who's next in line for the throne, that would be Shuri. So his sister mm-hmm. in the movie would take over. Um, 
But if there's a thing where they fight too at the beginning, right? I mean, there's that scene where they fight to try to determine who's going to be with his cousin because he was the other male and a part of the bloodline, and he had a rightful claim on the throne. Maybe they just redo that same first one. You know, like they use the footage from the first time that he comes back and wants to, you know, challenge him again. Except for the fact that his character died at the end of maybe he Black didn't. <laughs> Now you're getting way too comic book for know. us. <laughs> um, I think, I'm just curious how they're going to do I think it. a logical choice would be to explain that T'Challa dies and Shuri takes over as the Black Panther because I don't think they're going to recast T'Challa. Yeah, but do they really want to... I think in the spirit of diversity that having Shuri as the, a female Black Panther would be a big win for Disney and keep it in the same spirit of the first movie. Yeah, maybe. You know, I think if you replace him, then you get a backlash from people who say you shouldn't have replaced him. Yeah. You know, you, you can't win either no, way. No, I guess not. Um, but in other Disney news, um, we've heard, we know that WandaVision is premiering on Disney Plus on January 15th. Um, Spider-Man 3 and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness are actually filming right now. So they should be uh, due out in either late 2021 or early 2022. Okay. Yeah. And then um, lastly, we have some... Um Unpleasant Universal news. That's right. Universal has announced that they are laying off uh, just over 1,100 salary employees between their creative division, theme parks, and resort. Um, They were federally federally required to uh, provide notice of mass layoffs. Um, There are 373 employees that work at the creative office. The other 678 people uh, work at Universal Studios Plaza, which is an office near the theme parks. None of these positions are hourly workers. So okay. these are all salaried employees. All right. Um, their termination could happen at any point from August 24th to the end of the year. All employees have been notified and were given at least 60 days notice of their dismissal. So Bummer. not going to be a happy holiday for 1,100 more people. Right. So is that it? That's all I have. Well, 38 minutes. That's there a long show There you go. Show today. It is a long show. All right, until next time, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.